Hello, everybody. This is Faye coming at you from Insane Rhetoric. We are so happy that you came to join us today. Come on in. We have some topics for you today, and you are not going to believe it yourself. We don't. We know you won't. So come on in. Have a seat. And sit back and enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric. What's up, Insane Rhetoric? How you living? Good morning, y'all. It's something about consistency. <laughs> Ooh, how y'all doing this morning? What's going on? Hey. What's, happening? What's happening? What's going on with it? It's it's some, I don't know, it's some top foolery happening right now. I, uh, some real top foolery happening every day. I just, I don't understand. If we could just have one break. Hold on. You know, you know, like them 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 old people used to say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. That's when you'll get your break. Just just one if just one break. Just like go a whole entire 24 hours. Oh, no, nah, the world would fall apart in that. Like when the next, when the twenty four hours would come, they'd have to they'd have to report. We have to report that nothing happened yesterday. <laughs> Good luck with that. Shoot, that that'll be that'll be the turn right there. <laughs> so what's going on though? What's happening? Okay, so we gonna head on over to uh, Texas. Now, well, what? Texas. Te- we're gonna leave Texas alone today. What? Of course, we probably need to uh, talk about them every day since that new law went into effect on September first. But okay, so we heading on over to Missouri. Hi, <laughs> hey, Well, so so this is um, Kansas City. Mm, borderline. Yeah. So what? What, so what, what wonderful thing is, has happened in Kansas City, Missouri? So this it is can't be that much. <laughs> this is the this is the Park Hill South High School. Mm. There was they don't know if it was one student that started it. Or a group of students that started it, but there was a hold on. They don't know if a group of students started it or one student, but there was a petition circulated calling for the return of slavery well you know what no black people in that movement it might have been not you know what i it might have been we can't say that i can't go with that one (laughs) now i didn't say it wasn't some white niggas I didn't say that. I said it wasn't no black. No, uh-uh. I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there till I see who it was. Black with no black. Yeah, it was some black children in there. They thought it was funny. <sighs> well, the principal said they wouldn't, they wouldn't really be black children then, not would they? The the principal said we are outraged, hurt, and saddened that this occurred. This is not who we want to be at Park Hill South. Our differences make us stronger. We do not tolerate discrimination or harassment. But see, this is what happens when you don't want to talk about critical race theory. You say it doesn't exist. Well, them kids know it exists because they want to bring it back. 
So they know it exists. So, I think sometimes that the kids are a lot smarter than the parents and the, just the grown people in general. Didn't we say this? We keep saying this in the episodes. We keep saying how the children, like, they see things and then we beat it out of them. They see goodness and we beat it out of them. Yeah. Like, they're like, so last year, the same principal, she asked the volleyball team to take off some warm-up t-shirts they had that said, together we rise. So all that stuff that was happening with George Foreman and all, the, all that stuff that was happening with all those people that were being brutally uh, killed or hurt or George whatever. George Floyd, not George Foreman. Oh, sorry, George Foreman and George Foreman. <laughs> We and George Foreman. And George Foreman. Like and George already. Foreman. All five of y'all. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> okay. It's a five or six. Even the girl is named George. Five. I don't know. I anyway. But all of them named George. Is the girl named George too? I don't, I don't know. I, I keep not. forgetting. <laughs> they from here, but I forget. Okay. So anyway. So all that stuff that was happening last year. Even through in the in the school year, out of the school year, school year started back. Like th these kids have been seeing this stuff, and these are high school kids. How many times we got to tell you, junior high and high school kids? They have a actually all kids, little elementary kids. They have like when they get to like say fourth, third, fourth grade. Uh, they don't really, really understand what's going on, but they have a feeling about it, right? Right. Junior high school, they they starting to kind of get it. High school, they have a feeling about this stuff that's going on. They do. <laughs> they do. So they wore some shirts that said, together we rise. This same principle that's talking about inclusion and all of that, This same principal that's talking about inclusion and all of that, she made them take off these shirts that said together we rise. Now, which one is it? You yeah. sending mixed messages. Yeah. That's that's because that's because most of them 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 uh principals and and school faculty folks, they ain't in tune to what's going on. They just know what they know. Which is which is horrible because they they put themselves in a predicament when something comes up they don't know how to combat it so but hey whatever well they're not sharing a lot of information they say the school board they... the school district principal i uh, mean the school district spokesperson uh-huh is saying that it's a discipline incident and so they the amount of information that they can share is limited including the number of students involved you know or or exact details. Yeah, you know what I got a problem with when you say that you have freedom of speech, but then you ain't free to say what you want to say, and people try to silence what you say, even if it's on a freaking t-shirt. Yeah, that that that's just ridiculous. How can you have freedom in something if you you know you're not giving me the civil liberties to go ahead and say what I want to say, regardless if I'm not really directly saying it. So they doing what they call listening tours. They talking to parents. They talking to the students who were impacted. But if this was reported in the news, that means the whole community was impacted. Right. They talking about they going to try to heal and that this is going to try to heal these conversations. Now you want to have a conversation. See, this is the problem I have with people, period. Until it affects us directly. Like, I have a problem with people who can't see what's beyond their face. Yeah. So, if I can't see it happen, like, if I didn't see it happen, it's non-existent. You're lying. That does, what are you talking about? Right? But until somebody kills your husband, your wife, your daughter, until your husband, wife, father, mother is a dying from complications of covid until like 
You see what I mean? Like until yeah. it happens to you directly, you don't want to talk about it. It's non-existent. Stop playing the race card. Critical th critical race theory does not exist. It exists. It exists. Yeah, I mean, you know, we you shouldn't talk about it. We shouldn't talk about how critical race theory, if it teaches the kids, it actually would teach the kids inclusion. Not I mean, that you have to talk about it as it is, like you don't have to say, okay, today class, we're gonna talk about critical race theory. But the way that you're giving them the information in history, like in Texas, how you gonna not talk about certain horrible things that happened in Texas with regards to slavery and racism and think you're not gonna get an outcome like this. Yeah, you you don't get that and much more is what's gonna happen. <laughs> because as soon as you open up that can of worms, you're gonna go down that rabbit hole, you know? I mean, like, I'm just like, you, you don't know who did it. Well, you don't wanna tell who did it, so you're hiding. Now, I can kind of understand that because they're kids. I can't but they're kids. No more than the grown folks. But they're kids that somehow got this notion that we need to return to slavery. So, where they get that from? The parents. The parents. Because they're still in high school. They, that's exactly where they got to. Because some parents were probably walking around their house talking about it. I sure wish they'd go back into slavery. Okay. So the student population there, they had 11,767 children this year. And again, here's that fabulous number I love. Of that number, 12.7% are Black. You know, yeah. we talked about that when when old Danny boy here in Texas, Dan Patrick, uh -huh. said that it was the black people causing the coronavirus outbreak. Right. Okay. Yeah. But you only got 11% of the population here in Texas is black. Right. And yeah. each and as you break down each city, again, each city broke down to anywhere from 11 to 13%. Yeah. Okay. So, so. here we go. We we in this little town in Kansas. Well, it's Missouri, the Missouri side of Kansas City. Okay. Is 12.7% are black. Yeah. This was this was slavery territory. Yeah. We we, def we definitely know that. Okay. So those sentiments still run deep, just like here in Texas, but you don't want to talk about race. Slavery is only skin deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, see, now, I can tell you, you're not singing the right words, but you done made up some words to go. You did like the commercials do. Put some words on the tune, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's the temptation. <laughs> so now you got the district's director of access, inclusion, and family engagement. And saying that they've met with the students and staff of this school, this Park Hill school, Park Hill South is the name of it. And uh, they, they met with them at the school and they met with them at something called the Lead Innovation Studio. Uh, that's supposed to be some kind of different approach to education for the kids, this lead innovation studio. Dude, I don't know. <sighs> they, they, she say that she wholeheartedly believe we are in a situation that we are going to confront, restore, and heal. We will be better and we will take this and use it as an op opportunity to improve. So you needed somebody to come up and throw a rock right up in your head <laughs> for you to understand that all this stuff, this tumultuous stuff that's been happening 
like it's been happening forever but like it's just been just hitting this ugly rearing this ugly head in the worst worst way again since a long time ago but not, you know because it, it repeats itself we go through these times where it rears this ugly head then it slow down then it rears it. so we we it's a rear this ugly head in the worst worst way you got them carrying a, a rebel flag <laughs> i you know i ain't done with this they they got them they carrying a rebel flag on our nation nation's capital and taking that flag and tearing down the u.s flag and then bludgeoning people over the head with the flag and like they should have been shot down like dogs like in the 60s to me okay but <laughs> you don't want to talk about race that didn't have that incident had nothing to do with race you don't mm -hmm. want to convict these people you're giving them five months I can tell you what, if that was anybody else, they'd be dead. Had that been a group of black people, I'm going to say it again. Had that been a group of black people, we we have, look, people, we have video footage of what you do to a black, of to a group of black people who are protesting. Yeah. And it now, had that been a group of black people again, sitting up committing insurrection all of them would have been laying down on the lawn permanently laying down if you know what i mean and they would have got more than 22 and a half years yeah mr 22 and a half we ain't gonna even speak that dude's name okay mr 22 and a half okay so now your kids it, it, why I don't understand why we can't do anything until it's white kids, until it's affecting white kids. I don't understand why we can't ever move until it affects white kids, white people, kids, and they dogs. Listen, listen, why. white people, kids, and they dogs. You know, you know why? Because the system is set up for a white privileged society. That's what the system is set up. No, for. it's not. Yes, it is. No, yes, it's not. It Yes, it is. Yes, no, it's it not. Why you got to play the race card? No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I go back and forth with you on this one. No, it's not. It is set up for privileged white folks, and the only other white people that don't get the same card is the trailer trash white folks that 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 ain't doing nothing for their community and ain't trying Listen, to get better. They That's had a whole they, bunch they, of they trailer trash up there in D.C. They had a whole bunch of trailer trash up there and, in D.C. And, and guess what? They look down on them people just like this, like they niggas, hands down. They look down on them. Like they figured them. out. And listen, here recently, they had the man that was sitting out in front of the Library of Congress in his truck. And he called he called and said he had a bomb. And they had the whole standoff and everything. And finally, after hours of the standoff, he he they got him. He said he he gave himself up. He had pieces of the bomb in there. But I don't think it was actually set to go off, but they did find the elements of the bomb in there. But he had called. He needed his 15 minutes of fame by calling the police to tell them that he had a bomb and was going to blow up the Library of Congress. Is he in jail now? And then they found out that he was trailer trash. So, I listen, I don't think he got his time yet because didn't this just happen like last month? I think so. So he might not have got his, his time. But uh, he was from North Carolina. His name was like Something like Floyd, Floyd Ray Roseberry. Another killer name. That, there you go. From a place called Grover, North Carolina. That's it. North Grover, yeah. North Carolina. Now, who ever heard of Grover, North Carolina? See, that's what I'm talking about. Trailer trash. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, hey. <laughs> and he done drove them a few couple of hundred miles from North Car Carolina to uh, D.C., Cause you know it wasn't like traveling across texas heck no okay so he done drove to dc and they they had a negotiator they was writing on the whiteboard 
They used a robot. Well, maybe you have a phone to communicate. Why, why they was writing on the whiteboard like you probably possibly couldn't read? What if you possibly couldn't read? That's how they was negotiating with, with him so they could stand further, far enough away but still communicate with him. Mm. Then they sent in, listen, they sent in a phone on a drone. Dropped in, they, they dropped in the cell phone so they could talk to him. Mm. So he was so broke that he didn't even have a cell phone. But he had to call from somewhere. How he called it? Oh, no. Nah. He, 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 he refused to use it. No, but I'm saying he called the police. So why are they dropping in the cell phone to him? He called the police. I guess maybe maybe he didn't maybe he was just sitting there and they was trying to get rid of him. I mean they was maybe he was just sitting in front of the Library of Congress and he maybe he yelled out. I don't know how I don't know how they actually found out he had a bomb or, or he was supposed to have a bomb. Yeah, that's all cooter. Cooter from the trailer park. So they didn't find a bomb in the in the vehicle, like I said earlier. They didn't they didn't find an actual bomb. They found possible, this is a quote, they found possible bomb making materials that were collected from the truck. So first of all, you're going to make lead people to believe you had a bomb. You're going to spend all this police power. Now, we in D.C., they got too much stuff going on in D.C. for all of the police to be over there in front of the Library of Congress because you threatening the safety of our nation, right? Uh-huh. You didn't even have a bomb. Yeah. They you all this time they spend it trying to get you out the truck. Okay. And then they say they say that his mother had recently died. And his family say there were other issues that he was dealing with. Uh, that, that, Facebook that. removed his profile and deactivated his live stream. There you go with that violation of freedom of speech again. They went to his <laughs> residence and the FBI interviewed his wife. She was cooperating. What was she not going to do? Cooperate? She wasn't the extremist. Oh, some kind of way. I don't know how he was. Okay, so some kind of way he was live streaming on Facebook. That's why they did de deactivated. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he was. I don't know how he was live streaming, and they need to give him a phone to talk. I don't know. That's what I was just asking you, but he had a phone with him. He, they, yo, 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 your article said that he called the police. So I don't know. He didn't know what he was doing. And then he's making anti-government remarks outside the car. He's trying to be another Timothy McVeigh. He's saying he got, I don't even know how to say it because I, I ain't in, I'm not a, I'm not into bomb making. Like I love my country, even though they don't love me back. That's the only country I have to love because it's my country. I, my country tis of thee. I was Wait, born you here. Go to another country and see if they love you too. Okay. My country don't love me back, but this my this where I was born, right? So this is my country tis of thee, sweet land of no liberty. You got that right. Of the I sing. Okay. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I okay. So I don't know about making bombs. That don't seem that don't seem like you know something out that would interest me, but so ammonium nitrate. Yeah. That's what that's, this article say. Ammonium nitrate. That's 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 a bomb making agent. Okay, so this was in the truck's toolbox. And okay. Yeah. Oh, so if left, if if some struck it or whatever, is does this? What does ammonium nitrate do? It would ignite. It's about as is is about as toxic as um. Pure See, I ammonia. need to go back to science class. I didn't learn this part of science class. Well, it, if you learn the periodic table, you understand how it works. Yeah, that was my that was one of my least favorite things, other than cutting open the frog. 
Oh, the, the biology? That's the fun part, slicing something open. I think. Well, what, I, I mean, I, I didn't want to Jeffrey slice Dahmer it open and start. look at it. I think that's where Jeffrey Dahmer got his start. Okay. <laughs> what What's his name? Something Lee Allen. What was his name? Uh, the eunuch doctor. What's his name? Something Lee Allen. I don't know. Okay. Is that where he got his start too? Probably. Okay. Well, well he he know, just sliced the frog open good enough. Listen, though. listen. Did Did you know that that most serial killers are highly intelligent? I'm highly. guessing they are. I mean, like like Ted Bundy. And all the things that Ted did, you know what yeah. I'm saying? He had to be his smart IQ to do all was, of that. He had to, his IQ was through the roof. He had to Literally. be smart to do all of that. Yeah. I mean, so you think about Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, all the stuff that he did, you know, and how he came across and whacking off people, body parts, and they were still alive. <laughs> You know, so these dudes are highly intelligent. It's it's not like they just running a meal cats that's just doing stuff just to find out what's going on. No, these guys are they know some stuff. I mean, you think about the old the 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 guy Jack the Ripper back in London, you know, and that they never found. You know what I'm saying? And all the stuff that he did, you know, yeah, the dude was methodical. I mean, that's, that's the only thing you can well, say. Well, this guy was methodical. He, nah, he, he was just, just dumb. He was just, he was just fresh out the trailer park. Look, he just drove. So what happened? What they Okay, they finally tell us what happened. What happened is he drove his pickup truck onto the See? sidewalk in front of the Library of Congress. See? Sidewalk and a pickup truck. He, nah, put, it, he put it up on top of the sidewalk. And so the officer like approached him was like, you know, probably, you know, you can't park on the sidewalk, sir. And he told the officer he had a bomb. Yeah, he told him. And he had what appeared to be a detonator in his hand. So he told him he had a bomb and told him to go to here and go get your superiors and come out here and let's start the show. Yeah. And then he held him at bay for a couple hours until they found and they sit up there trying to give him a phone and all this other kind of stuff. And he declined the phone, I guess, because he was in his truck, Facebook Live. And why the criminals always got to be on Facebook Live and Facebook telling us all their business? Because they want their 15 minutes of fame. I keep trying to tell you. That's that craziness. That's that craziness. Now, I don't know what his charges were, you know, when they finally did arrest him. But um, his ex-wife, Crystal Roseberry. Mm that said that he had been diagnosed with schizophrenia. He threatened her with firearms in the past. That's him right there. So, um, wait a minute. So his ex-wife, Crystal Roseberry, Roseberry told um, that he had been diagnosed with schizophrenia and that he had threatened her with firearms in the past. She's trying to get off the hook so she don't go to jail with him. Well, they've been divorced for eight years. That don't mean nothing. You can't. You still can implement a person in in knowing information about somebody. It don't matter how long you've been divorced. Look, this is what he was saying in the car. The revolution's on. It's here. Who said that? Who the said man, and while he was in the car doing his Facebook live. No, nah, who said that famous uh famous line? The revolution will not be televised. Who was that? I don't remember. It was an it was an extremist, and it was it Huey. He said, "Look," he said, "the revolution is on. It's here. I'm ready to die for the cause." That's but, like but then, but look, then he like, gave himself up. That sounds like Biggie Smalls. I'm ready to die. Look, but he gave himself up. I guess he wouldn't. He didn't really want the revolution to take over his part. Listen, I ain't gonna get this dude no more time. He's stupid. Let's move. What's up? Well, What's I mean, up? I'm just saying this speaks to our original topic here that the children are seeing all of this. Yeah, clearly. They're seeing this. They're trying to respond in unity. You're at home talk because they like their friends. They go to school, they be in kindergarten. 
the little white kids be trying to lick the chocolate off the off the little uh black kids skin. <laughs> That's like funny. they like i'm <laughs> vanilla you're chocolate yeah uh, don't, like don't, i mean don't okay you little white boy that, that's, that's, i'm just i mean that's nasty but i'm just saying like they, they you know they they fall five like okay they but they like each other until we teach them as adults with all of our experiences and all the stuff that we go through we teach them to hate so, yeah. Kansas City, Missouri, y'all need to let these children alone. Because this is what you're coming up with is, you know, kids now that's going to come out the woodwork because they, 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 in high school, they are approaching adulthood. And here are your next uh, racist leaders. <laughs> Listen, it happened in Germany. If you are grooming so properly. <laughs> it happened in Germany. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They took a whole bunch of kids and indoctrinated them. Yeah. All day long. Because that was his point. That was one of his points. We're going to take them and make sure this don't never stop. We, gonna, we yeah. Let's get all these kids, take them from their home and teach them. And you know, he was another brilliant dude. Now, people might not like me when I say that, but really, I don't care, you know, but Hitler was a smart guy. You know what I'm saying? That people don't understand, and, and a lot of people ain't gonna, it's not going to like what I'm going to get ready to say. Uh, Hitler never killed anybody. He never killed not one person. But that just shows you the power of persuasion with words. Words is more detrimental than you just running up and grabbing a gun and killing somebody. Because if you can put it in a person's mind to think a certain way and then cause them to act on what you say, that's more detrimental than having a gun in your hand or having a bomb in your hand. If anybody can tell me out there in podcast land, when did you ever see Hitler pull a trigger? When did you ever see Hitler light the trains on fire? When did you ever see Hitler turn all the gas, uh, the gas, uh, what Chamber. is it? the gas chambers, then then we can have a conversation. If you can't tell me when those things happened in Auschwitz and different death camps of, of Hitler's reign, then we can really say that Hitler ain't never killed nobody. But his ideology caused other people to carry out those atrocities. But he didn't do it. Hello, everybody. We just wanted to take a quick pause to let you know something you may not have known. If you are enjoying Insane Rhetoric, you can help to sustain future episodes. Go on over to anchor.fm forward slash insane dash rhetoric forward slash support and help us with any size donation. You know, we're always looking for supporters. So come on in, sit back, and enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric and help us to continue this podcast. But he didn't do it. So, I mean, and, and people might look at that like, oh, that's just crazy. But it's truth. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he never... Who was who was Hitler's uh, right-hand man? It wasn't... Uh, what was that? Was it uh, Eichmann? Adolf Eichmann might have been his right-hand man who actually did all those atrocities, who set the trains on fire, who lit the gas chambers, who scalped the people. I think it was Adolf Eichmann who actually carried those things out. But Hitler never did. He just put the plan in together. So, I mean, now, all y'all Holocaust survivors out there, I apologize for the situation that happened to you guys and everything like that. But uh, yeah, I put the blame on the wrong person. Well, Kansas City, Missouri parents.
I'm gonna need you to have a come to Jesus meeting with yourselves and your children. Because yeah, your dirty laundry help. is being aired. That probably ain't gonna help either because you know they don't even believe in Jesus. And while you're looking at that, come on down here to the Texas border, Texas Mexico border. Uh Ciudad Acuna, Mexico, and the Texas border. Because the White House is having to criticize the border police. You got a U.S. border guard on horseback, white, charging after the migrants from Haiti. They got a, a Riverside camp on the Texas side uh -huh. and the migrants from Haiti and he charging after them on horseback and, and got a makeshift whip. <sighs> they see him, they got him, they got him, they got witnesses where they see him undoing, unfurling a cord that resembles a lariat. And he swung it near the immigrant's face, to, I mean the migrant's face. What, what, what was that movie uh, with Jamie Foxx? Django. Django. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. They got video of it. I, but y'all don't want us to talk about this stuff. Critical race theory does not exist. So down there whooping Haitians with whips up on horseback, taking it back to 63, taking it back to 49. Taking it back to the 1800s when the West was won. So the White House is sending they hey. so as we know reins on a horse. You on horseback, you have reins. <laughs> well, maybe you don't know this if you not, you know, you if horses is not your thing. I I don't ride. Okay, I know I live in Texas, but I don't own a horse and I don't ride horses. I've been on a horse. I like horses. It's my bucket list. That's my dream is to have, is to raise horses. Okay. How big is your bucket list? Huh? How big is your bucket list? You it's pretty big. Stuff. You got a lot of stuff you want to do. I got a lot of stuff I want to do and not enough time to do it in. I need to start uh, getting that stuff done. I, I, who said I wasn't getting it done? It's just real big. I just didn't say you wasn't getting it done. I just said I'm going to need you to start getting it done. That's all. Not saying that you ain't did some of it already. But listen, so the reins is that if you watch the movies, the Western movies and stuff, you see the people holding the little straps uh -huh. on, on the horses. Yeah. That's the reins. And it's meant to control the direction of the horse. Absolutely. Or make it stop or make it go or whatever, right? Yep. Turn okay. right, turn left, hold up. Yeah. Try, jog, run. Yeah. And there are reasons why these reins could be like a longer length than the actual length that goes from you sitting on the horse to the horse. Like because the horse could get away, stuff could break down and the horse start running. You need a, some traction there. Got the whole lot. Okay. So, but it's not meant for you to coil it up and use it like a lasso or a lariat and try to get the Haitians in line. <laughs> it, was, it, it was for him. <laughs> and he got on his cowboy hat. <sighs> that is funny. <sighs> Look, here come Greg. I, so this been in the news for a couple of days. I was tired of talking about Greg Abbott, so I didn't even bring it up. But Greg Abbott. <sighs> Wonderful governor of Texas. <laughs> so the, he, he finally admitted that it, it, the number had got had risen up to like 16,000 at some point in this in this area, in this riverfront area by the border, right? 
like they had come from Chile. All Chile. of them trying to seek asylum in Texas. Coming from Chile. Uh-huh. And then you had like the Haitians. And you know it's hot. It's it's like normal 104 degrees there. Yeah. So and you got 16,000 people next to some water, so it's hot and humid. Yeah. Okay, y'all. So now you got the children in Kansas City, Missouri, talking about they need a petition to take everything back to slavery. And then you got the US Border Patrol using lariats on the black people. They ain't black, they Haitians. Oh, they running. Uh, yeah, let's move on. What else we got? Let's uh, that's that's so down, Moses. Oh, <laughs> come from freedom land. Let my people <laughs> Okay. Pharaoh, Pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So then, back in Kansas. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Yep. Now we're in Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, that's further up. We was in Kansas City, Missouri. Now we're in Kansas City, Kansas. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. So, Jay Z, you know he, 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 he got his hands in a little bit of everything. That's right. I guess that's why people want to say he the Illuminati. Uh -huh. Oh, he owned the Illuminati. He wanted the Illuminati. I don't know, but anyway. So, he got a team called Team Rock. He got a team called Team Rock. Uh huh. And Team Rock, what they do is they try to level the playing field on um, injustice. Right. Okay. So Jay-Z launched Team Rock back in 2008. And um, it's a, they call it the philanthropic arm of Rock Nation. Okay. And so they pushed for criminal justice and police reform across like different police departments across the country uh -huh. and correctional facilities and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, meat meals is a big part of that. They took on the case of this Jabari Talbert who was in sixth grade in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, he was arrested after he refused to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. So they take on cases of that nature. Right. Ah. So you're arresting people now for standing for, not, for standing for the Pledge of Allegiance? For not standing. Wait a minute now. Hold on. You're arresting sixth grade boys. Right. And he was probably black. For not standing. For the Pledge of Allegiance. Man, look. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm going to tell y'all something. This I is, uh, that, remember I now, you remember where I said that was now? Yeah. Listen. In Florida. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. Okay. I ain't standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I ain't standing for the National Anthem. I ain't standing for the Star Spangled Banner. None of them racist songs will I ever stand for. And if somebody is in a stand while I'm at a football game, a baseball game, and they want to try to put their hands on me, I'm going to show them what the real Pledge of Allegiance is. It's to me. <laughs> so I'm not doing none of that. So the stance that this Team Rock has made is that the Kansas City, Kansas the Police Department uh -huh. has a history of misconduct. And so they've brought a lawsuit against the Kansas City, Kansas Police Department. I mean, so, I mean, I, I get it. You know, I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at you. I think you should go ahead and uh, 
point them out because you know clearly they're racist well not only are they racist but they, it's like a lot of misconduct this, so it's misconduct in total right uh -huh. so they've asked for like they asked for the different files and stuff and it took them a while to get them because at first they didn't want to release them but they finally released some stuff and um like there's stuff in there like um one year one officer this year uh -huh. reportedly was charged with buying sexual relations <laughs> He he wanted a prostitute and he bought her, and they caught him in the sting. Okay, but anyway, and then uh, last year there was another case where um, there was some there was some charges, there was some reports uh -huh. of sex crimes involving a minor. Uh -huh. So it's like misconduct all around the board not just racial misconduct but just misconduct kind of like that lady we got on uh on our wall that uh cheryl uh orange and uh -huh. her ethics committee uh-huh it's kind of like that okay gotcha like anything they doing that's inappropriate this team rock um is filing lawsuit about that Right, got you. So, yeah, Jay Z. Well, he out there doing his thing. I mean, I I think as a as a business mogul that he is, he he's not just known as a rapper. That's what catapulted him from the bricks of New York to to who he is. So, I mean, the boy is in everything. He has his hands in some of everything, and I can commend a person who is using their platform to help their community and society as a whole around them. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at you, man. You know, keep doing what you're doing. They might not like you, but hey, you're trying to help your people, and that's and that's the name of the game. So whatever. Well, that's what I think is good about people like Jay-Z who use, like, I don't know all his business or what kind of terrible stuff he could be doing, but so far, all this, oh, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Illuminati, blah, blah, blah. I mean, why is the Illuminati trying to do something like this, right? I mean, I don't know. understand. I don't understand because I don't even know what Illuminati is, but. As, as, as anything, to keep yourself out of the news of different things, even bad people do good things sometimes. Well, I know I, I know that. And you know, that was so my I mean, that was my point. But I'm just saying in contrast to what's that girl name that came on Twitter and had that whole thing with Joy Reid about COVID and her cousins. Uh -huh testicles and uh, uh, uh Nicki Minaj I think right so you got this huge platform you 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 got people that want to be like you you got people that listen to you you got people like all across the world uh-huh why not use it like this because everybody's not political everybody ain't tripping off of what like like what you said if it if it's not affecting them directly they're not concerned with it you know what i'm saying until it affects them directly then they're concerned with it but everybody's not political everybody's not going to be on a mainstream platform and saying hey this is what i believe and this is my stance on it because you got to think about it down through history when black people has took a stand in something to go against the system that works, that the system that's out there, what has happened, they have been assassinated. Martin Luther King, uh, freaking Malcolm X. I mean, uh, what's your boy name? Uh, uh, Huey P. Newton. All these people who have become a standard for people to listen to and watch and pay attention to, to find out what's really going on has been eliminated. 
So people do not want to be in that type of light. Now, some people, they don't care. And they like, hey, I'm going to say what I'm going to say regardless of because of who I am. But for the most part, they ain't trying to do that. How many people you know want to be Martin Luther King right now? How many people you know want to be Malcolm X right now after they didn't see what has happened to them down through history? Yeah. So for somebody to even stand up and say anything against the system, uh, man, it warrants credibility to who they are because it's like, I don't care if something happens. I want people to understand what's going on and how to move forward regardless of what might happen to me. That has to be a selfish act. You don't want, you don't care what happens to you long as your people move forward in progression. You think about how many times Nelson Mandela was maybe shot at. <laughs> I mean, but he kept on doing what he needed to do for the furtherment of his people. You don't have people like that no more that's built like that. That's that's the thing. So hey, hey, whatever. Yeah. Well, Jay-Z. Team Rock, all you rappers or whoever, all of y'all that's part of that, y'all keep up the good work. And those, the rest of us who just have regular lives and, you know, we ain't out buying million dollar cars and watches and stuff. Um, y'all, we need to pick up the pace in our own way. I mean, that's kind of why this podcast was set up. That ain't kind of why. That is why this podcast. This was our answer to trying to do what we could do in our way to bring awareness to all of the different craziness that's going on. Yeah, and see if it would encourage us and you who listen to take part in your own world to do something about it and to speak up and to, um, you know, just do the right thing. Just do the right thing and and in some way try to find some fun in your life because we do laugh on this show like so last thing on the list (sighs) okay so i i really didn't want to go to houston today but we might need to go head on i i i ain't really want to go to houston but we Listen, so we got a convicted murderer sentenced to 80 years for shooting a concerned father who confronted him for speeding in the neighborhood. So the dude was speeding in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. His name is Joe Roy Cockerham III. Now, why you would keep naming the people in your family Joe Roy Cockerham? But he's a third. Because he's a killer. He's 27 years old. And he's a killer. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. (laughs) He was arrested and charged in connection with uh, an incident that happened back in April 2017. So the witnesses told told the police that Alfred James, that's the, the victim, he had gotten into an argument in the middle of the street with this Joe Roy Cockerham the third. So according to witness statements, this James, Alfred James, had confronted this Cockerham the third for driving too fast in the neighborhood that because they full of kids. Like you go, you go through the neighborhood sometimes and they actually have signs that say slow down, we love our kids, stuff like right. that. Okay. Right. And because first of all, most neighborhoods I, I know here. You ain't even supposed to be going more than 30 miles an hour on the street in 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 the neighborhood. And like a lot of the uh, surrounding streets is like 35. Now, there may be some boulevards where it's 40, but it's mostly like 35. OK, so what uh-huh. could he have been going for this father to be like, dude, slow down. Right. So during the argument. The this 27-year-old Cockerham the third, he pulls out his pistol, he shoots Mr. James. When Mr. James falls to the ground, Mr. Cockerham 
now goes and stands over him and shoots him several more times in the head. Then he drives off in his gold Impala. So we gonna know who you are, cause who driving a gold Impala? Right. <laughs> okay. And then, and then, whew, you know. Okay, so you got this man who's out here basically trying to protect his daughter, his children, and the neighborhood children. And this little girl probably got a good relationship with her daddy. Uh-huh. And ooh, five shots in the back of the head. But he was already dead. Okay. This is the point though, you know. They um, got pictures of this man out here you know, taking care of his daughter, doing doing daddy stuff, okay? And you got our district attorney, Kim Ogg, white woman. But, you know, she be trying to do right. I have to give it to her. She do. She be trying to do right. Like, she's like, here's her quote. The city is absolutely plagued by gun violence. Far too often, someone takes it out with a gun and takes a life without a second thought to the consequences. <sighs> I mean, like, in the, in the last couple of episodes, I said one thing. Any Anybody under 30 and down you don't want to say nothing to. I, I told y'all, uh, 30 and below are millennials. And they don't have, they do not have reasoning capability, nor do they have critical thinking. So they're not going to try to figure out, okay, if I shoot this person, I'm going to go away for a whole lifetime. They ain't thinking like that. they like, man, I'm going to shoot you. Get out of my way, and I'm going to keep it moving for the day. So, so he had a three-day trial, and he got sentenced to 80 years in prison. Now, listen, he was previously convicted on indecency with a child. So he was already a rapist. And that one faced a minimum punishment of 15 years in prison. They so they're like, them? okay, so you go, okay, that's not in this article. I, I Listen, so you got well, he, previously convicted and that charge faced a minimum punishment of 15 years in prison. So he was convicted, but it's not saying for how long he was convicted because he was out enough to go and kill a daddy. Yeah. So, uh, Well, you know, I don't know what to say about all this. So, you know, hey, I tell you, y'all leave the millennials alone. That's all yeah. I can tell you. Look, the millennials ain't even trying to hear all that stuff. I think it was nah. something in the food. Nah, it ain't. It I think it was something in the food is the reason why the millennials, millennials act like that. It was all in preservatives and stuff. They preserve common sense, I guess. I, I don't know. See, people used to laugh at me. I don't be cooking no more because I'm tired. I don't like to cook. It's your but fault. Listen. The millennials are like this. No, no, no. I didn't I didn't let my kids eat box food. Yeah, you told us that. So I mean I, I told y'all that before I used to cook from scratch everything. That's why I'm tired and don't want to cook today. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But it's just it's just I, crazy. I told you I used to get organic food. I told didn't I tell this story already? You told, you told that story already. Okay. 
that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like it doesn't matter what people think, and it it just it's crazy because I think it's just a lack of education uh, from the people who are raising their kids. They don't they don't take the time to put it in anymore, like like they used to, and that that is in itself a problem because you're not really educating your kids you letting them go out and do whatever they want to do and if you one of them families that's still having 10 and 12 kids by the time you get down to the last one he 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 gonna be the wildest one of the bunch <laughs> or she gonna be the wildest one of the bunch so i mean it is what it is so you know it is what it is i can't, I can't say nothing about it yeah i'm glad i just got one and that one no eye killer. So we got to understand it. Well, you know, as parents, and I know this, how to, this is how some of those parents are feeling in, in, in Missouri with the children from the, uh, from the uh, uh, high school that we talked about earlier. Uh-huh. As parents, you try to do what's right mostly like most parents they they because it doesn't come with a manual right no i don't so you try to do what's right you try to do you do what you do based on the knowledge and the resources that you have okay and some parents are a little better at being able to outsource and use their resources and research because they just think that way that maybe they need to, you know, think outside the box or whatever. And some parents just are staunch at only sticking to what they know. But there's no crime in either way. Like you, you, you're a parent, you didn't get this child didn't come with a manual. Okay. And so I know those parents are like, some of those parents are like, we didn't teach our kid this. What where this come from? Like, I know I didn't teach my kid that, where, where this come from. And you sit there going, okay, what did I do wrong? And you sit there like trying to go back and trace what you could have done or said that would have led them to do this or that, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, especially with a kid that old, you know, whether it be the 27-year-old, the third, or the 18 year old or 17 year old at the high school mm -hmm. at the end of the day they adults and the environment that they create for themselves that's separate from your environment has a lot to do with the way they begin to think and so you get to a point where you have to say okay i know i didn't teach that like i know i didn't teach that I know this about my kid that's not quite right, but I know what I taught, right? Right. And so, I don't know. It's kind of like. Yeah, I, I don't know either, but I, what I do know, shoot, it, it, don't, it don't make no sense to, for people to be. Listen, you have an innate nature to know what is right and wrong. And, you know, you you just go out and start shooting people and killing people because you have a certain way of thinking and thinking that you're going to get off in that. I, I don't know what you're thinking for you to think that you're going to get off in that. So, but you got to be responsible ultimately for yourself. So, Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, what you think? It's time for us to go. Yeah, it's time for us to get out of here. I think so too. We haven't talked about a lot. All right, well, let's just get on. Come on, let's get on up out of here. Okay, so everybody listen to us on oh listen, we are on iTunes and um Okay, I guess we better get on up out of here. Okay, so everybody listen. We are now on iTunes and Apple Music, so you can listen to us there. And you can listen to us on Amazon Music, and you can listen to us on Spotify. 
and you can listen to us on Google Podcasts. We're on so many different platforms, but visit us on our Instagram page, on our Twitter, on our Facebook page, and go to our website, Insane Rhetoric, that's spelled with a K, dot com, and walk around there, visit our site, tell us what you think on our Real Talk page, and remember, as always, to enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today on this Rewind Wednesday. We look forward to having you come in and join us again on Free Fall Friday. I'm sure we'll have another great episode for you, so we'll see you next time. And until then, remember to enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric. Thank you.